a space where as a therapist or a practitioner i can offer my clients so many other modalities other than just talk therapy well that that sounds really interesting thank you do you enjoy doing your job yes i do so i had a different career for about 7 8 years and this is a new journey i'm on uh, my mother has been a psychologist and alternative therapist uh, life coach for her whole career so maybe watching her sort of might have given me the knack that i have and i think in 2020s when i decided to officially and formally start my journey in this field which is different from what i was working in before what types of art do you focus on in your therapy um so as so i've learned uh, different forms of expressive art like visual art therapy drama therapy psychodrama therapy uh dance or movement therapy um and you know expressive body therapy but uh in my pa- practice particularly which i've had since march 2022 officially um i think most of my clients click the most with uh either visual art or psychodrama are the two ones that i've predominantly noticed that work well with my clients um but when i do group workshops which is a larger group um then i dabble more into drama therapy and movement therapy and things like that they work really well in group workshops or group set wow that's really nice congratulations on getting your own practice thank you why is there a need for these different approaches in therapy well i guess personally my opinion it may not have to be everybody's but i've noticed that not everyone is comfortable just talking about their feelings and sometimes even if they have a lot to say they don't know where to start or they don't know how to fully uh, immerse themselves to even know exactly what they're feeling in order to communicate it to another person so in those situations what expressive art does is one it it even though it you don't realize that it's invasive you know it 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 walk so subtly and so slowly that you don't realize how deep you're actually going with the activities you don't realize how much it's helping you discover who you are or helping you figure out what is the core trauma or feeling that you're happen- having and it works really well with children with teenagers with young adults because you know having an activity sometimes help the helps the person be present in their body and in their mind and figure out things it works really well for depression and anxiety it works well for healing trauma um you know colors have a way of just um 
helping you express and also heal at the same time. But I've used it mostly for helping my clients really explore who they are, discover who they are, so that then we can talk about things that are maybe a struggle for them or bothering them. But it's I use it a lot for self-discovery. And then we move to struggles and healing and other things. I also realized in 2020, uh, up till 2020, there's this big taboo around mental health, you know, telling a person you're going to therapy or telling someone that, oh, I, you know, I need help is always looked at as a little bit of, oh, that's not something we tell people or that's not something we say loudly or acknowledge. But I feel like after the, the pandemic, people realize that mental health is a real thing. And these issues are just as real as when your physical health gets affected. And, um, you know, I think that's also what pushed me into. So I've been working alongside my mother for a long time. But I think this is what 2020 pushed me to formally study it myself and have my own practice. I interviewed a psychologist, I think, one or two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he- and we also discussed how different colors can be associated with different feelings. And for each person that those feelings or colors are different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That each client, you know, in my mind, red can mean anger or passion. But for my client, red is, you know, a bland feeling. It could be anything. So each person. So we never, uh, as an expressive therapist, I never tell a client what color to use. We will talk about the feeling they're feeling that day. And then I ask them to look at their colors and pick the color that feels like that feeling. So for everybody, it's different, you know? Yeah, Yeah, you're absolutely right. You have acted in a few movies. How do you come across those opportunities? So um, when I was younger, uh, when I initially did my studies, I did my BA in mass communication. And then I followed that up with, my master's in filmmaking, which is a film director's course, because back then, um, you know, everyone said, yeah, I have the gift of the gab. I used to do a lot of theater. I used to do a lot of emceeing and host a lot of, you know, events. And I figured that mass communication or some kind of communication was my forte and my field. And I had made a short film in my final year, which really got me my creative juices flowing and I really enjoyed writing the script and shooting it and all of that. And so I decided to do my master's in filmmaking, after which I was actually an assistant director for ad uh, in Mumbai. And it was just fluke uh, that I had done a photo shoot for fun and somebody liked my pictures and they offered me a role in a very small role. It started off with in a Telugu movie. And I was visiting my parents in Hyderabad at that time. And so I just did the audition for the fun of it. Like I had nothing to lose. And then when I got the role, I said, fine, it's just 15 minutes in a movie. You know, it's not going to drastically change my life. I did it. I actually went back to Bombay and then I came back to Hyderabad. I was working with a friend of mine in his ad agency as a creative head. And then somewhere at the age of 24, things just clicked and somebody offered me the lead role in a film. And I think that's the first time I actually sat and thought about it and said, oh, do I want to do this with my life? And because I did a lot of theater growing up, acting came naturally to me, but I never expected making a career out of it and as a family so we do everything as a family and my parents we all sat down had a talk about the whole thing and you know my dad's been a really big help so he manages me in that industry to you know make sure it's smooth running and all of that and so I managed to do like four Telugu films and two Malayalam films uh, up until 2019 and I think my first film was in 2014 or 15 so it was a it was a nice it was a nice run (laughs) I enjoyed it. Was it difficult being on set and being away from your family while shooting? Um, 
I don't think being away from my family was very difficult because 80% of the time my father traveled with me wherever I went. Um, And I think I enjoyed the art form so much because I'm an extremely artistic person. So the art of acting is something I really enjoyed. And I would work double shifts if I had to because that's how much I enjoyed the job. Um, The industry as a whole can be slightly exhausting. Um, you know, the politics of it all and, you know, those kind of things. My hand, my dad handled most of it. He actually, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would have done that career as long as I did. You know, he really took on half the load so I could be relaxed most of the time. Uh, physically, yes, uh, shoots can be very tiring and they have been for me, especially when we pull a six in the morning to the next day. You know, six, sometimes we do double shifts and we're working 20, almost 20, 22 hours in the day so physically yes very exhausting because you're working in the sun and the rain and the cold totally depends on your on your film but I think because I enjoyed the art form so much it didn't really make me feel too burdened by it yeah movie making and being an actor seems really really fun yeah I would say there are two sides to every coin but I think I made the most of it that I could and I enjoyed every bit of it do you do you miss your acting career um, a part of me does, if I'll be absolutely honest. Um, you know, ever since I started studying, I haven't had much time for it, though I haven't put a full stop to that video. I feel like thanks to online platforms like Netflix and Amazon and, you know, Z, um, there are a lot of more opportunities that are coming out there for people and act- young actors and things like that. So I might still do a few movies or web series if the right story comes my way. Uh, but now I am focusing a little more on my therapeutic career than I you know was before yeah that's that's really interesting you must have had a lot of fun while making your movies I did I I think my favorite part was the fact that I could play different people you know live an alternate life for those few days which is quite um, I would say exciting and intriguing and um, you know fun yeah yeah it sounds really fun from studying mass communications and film studies and then acting in movies what made you choose to be a therapist? So, like I said, my mother uh, has been a therapist her whole life, and she's been like uh, a not a conventional therapist. She's been an alternate therapist and a life coach, and she's done practices of you know Reiki and Axis bars and GFT and tarot card reading, and you know she was a very out there person in therapy when back when normal therapy was not considered a big thing, you know. I think seeing that growing up, um, when I was in my early 20s, my mother was the one who told me that I had a knack for helping people and I had a knack of how I communicate with people. And she always said, you know, you should consider a career in this field. But back then I was like, oh, I don't have the patience to be a therapist where I sit on a chair and write notes about a person talking, you know, because back then conventional therapy was the you know the only kind of studies we had in terms of graduation and post-graduation but now 10 years later there are so many other kinds where people have explored ventured and you know brought to India where now it's taught here otherwise you had to go abroad to study all these things back then like 10 years ago and so but even though I didn't formally study it back then and I was pursuing another career I worked alongside my mother's practice for at least eight years now so she has a practice called Sanctuary of Life where she hosts all her clients has these workshops and you know all these things and so all the teenage kids and young adult workshops I would curate them with her where I would even without studying it incorporate a lot of my drama therapy that I had you know that had worked for me 
into those workshops. So I would facilitate those with her where I would take the kids through different activities that would help them, you know, be more outspoken, um, use their imagination more, talk about things like stress and bullying and, you know, a lot of things that kids go through in school, which I did as a child as well. And so to talk to someone who's been there, done that, but through activities instead of just sitting in a group and talking about it, I felt like really helped. So I was doing that for many years with her. And I think 2020 just pushed me to formally study it and learn more and know more because, you know, there's no end to learning and uh, get my master's in, in those subjects, which I'm in the process of. And yeah, so I think that's when I decided to start my own venture and it did not just, you know, help her and hers. Wow, that's a really, really inspiring journey. Thank you, Rita. Did you feel a bit sad for the people when, when they told you what they were going through? Um, so before I started studying it uh, more than a year ago, I only did group workshops. I never did one-on-one. So in group workshops, sometimes you don't, touch on the very deep things. But ever since I did start my practice early this year and had one-on-one clients, there have been moments and days where what we address in that session is very heavy or is very deep. Um, I wouldn't say I've ever been sad or that it's been a lot for me uh, because as a therapist, my main job is to create a safety container for my clients where they feel safe and vulnerable enough to come and thrash out anything that they need, that they feel safe, not judged. Um, And really holding that kind of space for my clients is the most important thing for me. So yes, I will feel what they're feeling sometimes, but not from a space of, oh, I'm sad for them, but oh, I really feel what you're feeling. And I'm absorbing, you know, what is coming from your body and your tone and your speech and your thoughts and really hold space for them sometimes what they're sharing can have an effect on me where if somebody's sharing something really really you know uh deep and serious i i might absorb a little bit and have my own thoughts and feelings about it uh which i may not talk about directly in a session but maybe that's some if it's really affected me my body or my thought process that's something as a therapist i will take to my therapist and talk about you know, because there must be a reason why what my client said affected me as much as it did. That means there's something in my body or in my, you know, a mind space that's triggering me. So that's a good sign to tell me that, oh, I have to take this therapy. Maybe this means something. But I would not really project it on my client or, you know, um, make them feel conscious or awkward in any way. But we can talk about it. And I can be honest about how I'm feeling. Yeah. So you weren't like, oh, I'm so sad for you. But at the same time, you can't be, ah, oh, whatever, it's fine. It's not yeah. Fine. yeah, somewhere in the middle of those two things. Yeah. Yeah. What did you want to be as a child? Oh, my God, so many things. I think when I was very, very young, I thought I'd become an architect, which didn't happen. And then somewhere through school in seventh or eighth grade, I wanted to be a pilot um and then I was told so I have astigmatism I wear spectacles I've had it since birth and I've been wearing spectacles since I was three years old so I was told with that kind of eyesight defect there's a good chance I wouldn't get a flying license so that like I wasn't motivated to study science if I couldn't have that career then from then I went on to becoming a I wanted to be a fashion designer I think by the time I graduated 10th um I actually have a sketchbook full of drawings but then 
by the time I reached 12th, I realized, no, that's not it either. And then I reached, okay, you know, I have the gift of the gab. I think communications is my thing. So I studied mass communications for my BA because in that you study everything because I don't have to decide yet. So you study advertising, you study PR, you study film, you study TV, you study, um, you know, radio, you study all the forms of communication journalism. So I knew I had three years to study all of it and then decide which one I liked the most. Um, and growing up, I had, um, you know, I was bullied a lot as a child for being, you know, dusky South Indian. And those days, nobody understood curly hair, you know, beauty standards were being fair and having straight hair. And, you know, there was a lot of, um, I feel like I never fully came out of my shell in, in school life because I was too afraid of being judged uh, because I had faced a lot of judgment from my peers. So slowly when I reached college, I think it was the first time, you know, junior college and degree college was when I actually started coming out of my shell where people started being more open and accepting of who I was. And then I wasn't shy to show who I am. I think that's when I realized that communications was my thing. And um, I pursued that career for a while. And then you chose the filmmaking part, right? Yeah. And then I did my post-graduation in film direction uh, from Xavier's in Mumbai. And uh, yeah. The journey has been quite exciting since then. Yeah, my mom, my mom studied being an architect. Mm. Yeah, but now she's not an architect anymore. Yeah. 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 Being a pilot is, does actually sound really, really fun. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if, 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 if nobody had told me that there's a chance I, I wouldn't make it, I might have genuinely pursued it further because you know I like the idea of flying yeah it it's 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 quite sad that we can't just get ourselves wings and fly yeah I know metal bird yeah that would be so fun yeah yeah and we didn't all have all these eye surgeries back then like when I was choosing which is like more than 15 years ago um I mean now we do now we have all this LASIK and stuff to, you know, correct eyesight. And if somebody wanted to do this, they could. But back then, we didn't have so much. No spasticmatism anyway. What are your hobbies? Oh, so all my hobbies are extremely creative. Because as you would have understood, I'm a very creative person. Uh, my most favorite is DIY. So I love making things. If there's something that's especially like a gift to gift my friends or something for an event, I prefer to make it. And if you can make it, I will make it, you know, whether it's from glass or wood or, you know, I've been experimenting a lot, especially all the free time I had during COVID. Um, so I love DIY. I love, you know, I'm not a great artist, but I love playing with color. Um, I love dancing and singing. I'm like a, you know, high level bathroom singer where full confidence in there while I'm alone. Um, but dancing something that I've really enjoyed my whole life, uh, you know, uh, something, you know, that'll always get me on my toes. Of course, I love theater. Um, now, uh, now that everything's digital, I guess you could call me a Netflix addict or little, you know, or something on those lines, because now our lives are consumed by online content. Uh, I don't know if it's a hobby, but I think I spend too much time in front of the screen. Um, but yeah, no, anything creative, if I can experience it, do it. Um, I'm all in there and traveling. You know, my goal in life is to travel the globe before I die. So I'm really hope I achieve that. I'm on my way there. I have a 
up until covid i had this role that i would visit a new country every year and i did for almost 6 years before covid every year i would and but after since covid i have not so maybe next year i can continue this what is the most recent place you visited um for covid so i don't know was the last one new zealand so i've been to new zealand bali hong kong dubai sri lanka um places like that and this year actually i'm going this year i'm going i'm going to bali again this year um with my sister and uh, both our fiance so that's a little trip we're doing but i think the one i enjoyed the most was new zealand um you know it's got so much nature and there you know so many resources and um i'm a big nature person and it was just so nice to be there and you know the weather was always so nice and we went in the summer so it was really nice and cool and breezy uh not freezing so we could actually go around and we i i was there for a whole month i traveled as much as i could uh with my family and we saw all of uh north island in the whole month in detail so it was quite good it's my favorite i think so far yeah new zealand seems fun i've never yeah. been there but it seems really fun yeah i next year i think i'm going to bali actually Oh yes that's also another good one. Really nice. What should I do there? Um so I went there once with my mom. Uh we went there for actually a retreat that my mom was hosting, uh part of her therapeutic practice. So we didn't explore as much. We were mostly in the resort doing the workshops, but I'm going again this year because I hope to explore Bali more this time and uh from what i understand uh, a few days by the beach and a few days in the mountains would be a perfect trip because both are just as beautiful um the stays in the mountains as well as by the beach and even there you know the rice paddy fields and their waterfalls are amazing so they have their own waterfall tour where you can go see all the you know the best waterfalls that they have and um there also nature is very one of the you know biggest things that people go there for to see and the people are here are very nice the food is good if you like uh, asian food um yeah yeah that sounds fun yeah yeah i'll know more after i go this time and actually adventure through the city uh huh yeah all those places seem really fun like especially new zealand it sounds mm. like i want to go there sometime yeah yeah the closest i've been to you i think is hong kong i i'm guessing that's slightly close to singapore Yeah, yeah, it is. Even I've been to Hong Kong. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, and we took a ferry to Macau, and it was really nice. Saw the old architecture on the island. Uh-huh. Yeah, I went there to visit my cousin brother, who was a pilot there, and spent a good fifteen days exploring Hong Kong. I really like that city. Did you go on fly on planes with him, like next to the cockpit? No, so I have not been on a flight that he was flying at the time that I was flying, but that would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you so much, Vedant, for having me. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. I really enjoyed enjoyed it. Like, congratulations on getting your own practice and thank you on getting the chance to act in all those movies. Yeah, yeah, I've been blessed. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much Vedant. I hope you're doing well too and I think it's amazing that 
you started your own podcast at such a young age and it's it's so wonderful and creative and i'm really really honored that you asked me to be here oh yes yeah, so welcome yeah yeah all right it was really fun yeah thank you thank you dear listeners follow my facebook page curious vedant to get updates on my upcoming episodes To listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on CuriousVedant.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedant, and don't forget to rate, review, and comment.